on dispensers of pets, poking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekking, eh, sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. fanboys, it's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here's your host, the comics, the striker to my Wolverine, Derek McCoy. Keep walking. Adamantium bullet just for you. Okay. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and this is the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Uh, here we are on Sace de Mayo, podcasting <laughs> from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. Con mucho gusto. Oh, yes, indeed. Well, we've got an exciting announcement. Actually, by the time this gets posted, I'll assume uh, on DS El Mayo. Most likely. Most likely. Uh, on the 15th, DS y Cinco de Mayo, we will no, have... that would be Quince. Can't we just subtitle this episode? Quince, <laughs> yeah. I forgot, yes. Quince, yeah. because we're going to have our quinceañera. Mm-hmm. Didn't you have that? Um, yes, when yeah. I was a little girl. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just last week. Uh, anyway, there's a party at a signing on, uh, on May 15th at Elusive Comics and Games. Really? Yeah, from the people that are doing Zombie Chicks Ate My Brain or something like that. The people from from the Land Beyond, which is Sacramento Horror Con, uh, the guy that draw that uh, does Captain A Hole. It's some independent comics. They're going to be mean Ahab. No, I mean A Hole. Oh, jeez. And uh, but it's not spelled that way. Yeah, Hot Zombie Chicks, and I and there's a another book coming called Brains from Anthony Liano who I, runs I the store. A theme. Yeah, you do, don't you? Anyway. And you can smell the partying right there. They're having a party and signing on Friday evening to celebrate, to get into the idea that, of course, on Saturday the 16th and Sunday the 17th in San Jose, we have SuperCon. Yay. Yay. We're going to be there. SuperCon. Wandering around. Uh, a cast of amazing... Let me mention right now, I'm going to say on the air and hope that we embarrass you into it. You still owe Jane Weedland 20 bucks. You and might, I knew you were going to bring that you up. Might want to, you might want to deliver that this year. I, I will be Or we will you. sick Bruce Dern on you. Please. And uh, John, well, That's uh, worth not paying her then. Oh. What? There's something <laughs> horribly, horribly wrong with you. You used to be our moral compass. We I just want to talk to Bruce Stern. John Wesley Ship, uh, for, uh, the TV Flash, uh, or the first of the TV Flashes, I guess. Um, Normally, he, or nowadays, he's just Flash. He'll he'll show you some things. No, don't do that. Don't do that. His father, his father is a local minister. Please. Uh, anyway, exactly. Oh, no. uh, minister, not Catholic priest. Oh, okay. So uh, he'll be there. Uh, Jane Weedlin, I said Bruce Dern, uh, several creators, including Frank Cho. Uh, who I think this is his first time in San Jose. I don't know if Terry Moore is coming back, but we'll send him to we'll send them all to La Vix, the best burrito place in downtown San Jose for mm. lunch. And hopefully this year, if we're lucky, not a single creator will get drunk and pass out on lawn. So we're really looking forward to SuperCon this year. Is that a long shot, or <laughs> we're counting? It, it might be a longer shot. Than no, you think. yeah, it happens a lot. Yeesh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so we'll look forward to that. Hopefully, uh, you know, because conventions seem to have become, um, in these tougher times, uh, almost recession-proof. People are showing up at cons. WonderCon was, was packed. 
retailers and dealers were claiming they were actually did really well on, on, on small stuff. So hopefully Supercon being Actually, a- I have an announcement to make about Supercon. I will be there signing autographs for $100 a piece. So make sure you come on down. Whose autograph will you be signing? Uh, you know, a couple different ones. Okay, but, just uh, making sure. Yeah, you bring in an 8x10 and your favorite Point celebrity. Point is Jose Canseco. And I will uh, autograph it. The point is actually this is really a talent-packed convention. So if you are in the in the uh, in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, or you can get there uh, from from the Central Valley, someplace like that, you want to check this convention. Thunder out. Valley, the Central Valley. Oh, I think you said Thunder Valley. Thunder I'm Valley. Uh, that's that's what I like. Don't they to, have like that's other what we call to your do. bedroom, isn't it? Anyway, uh, no. <laughs> anyway, we have by the way somebody who's going to be there, and he sent in a letter. What? Letters. Okay. Although right now, because of something he wrote, I'm just telling him. I'm telling him right now, Charnold. You the are bottom of that page. You are banned. Too? Uh, he. Uh, I needed it. Lon. Lon was chewing gum. It just and looks I was, like I was going to give him attention. Bite yeah. the letter. It's going Charnold. Howdy, fellas. Charnold here. In case I didn't know, I just thought I'd drop you a line and let you know that I'm still listening and still loving every moment of shenanigans. Though the Zorlak was great to listen to. Who knew Lon was such an expert in cellophane? You are dead to me, Sharnold. <laughs> I did miss you guys last week. Keep it up, Sharnold. Where were you? So didn't you mention in that podcast why we had this I special? just said it was a special episode. Oh, uh, well, uh, Sharnold, I'm going to tell you I'm sorry that in my job as drama teacher I was opening I'm not, the school I'm not, musical. I'm never sure how much of your personal life I'm supposed to expose on the air. Now you make it sound dirty. But really, <laughs> yeah, I had a school musical to open, and so I couldn't make it, and the boys had... Uh, Generously offered. I was actually sick, and and Rick was ill as well. So you know, it really just worked out that we had that Zorlak thing banked. Every now and then, Rick will ask me a question, and then I'll go off for ten, fifteen. We minutes. have to do that soon because now I, the bank is dry. Okay, now we're gonna. Or you just ask me about tinfoil. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're ready yeah, for that anyone? one. Okay. Anyway, uh, I've been looking to forward to hearing your thoughts on X-Men Origins Wolverine. Well, see, here's the problem with that theory, too, Sharnold. This was recorded before that actually opened, and none of us were able to see it ahead of time. because So you wouldn't have been able to hear our thoughts, even though you would have downloaded it on Sunday. We, we, we might have still had thoughts. <laughs> you, yeah. You will get our thoughts tonight. Don't you worry. Tonight. I can't, I can't decide whether or not it's worth paying money for. Well, listen further, my friend. Oh, and you're not my friend now. You're dead to me. Well, uh, he's my friend. Oh, so. listen further, Lon's friend. <laughs> and I will say this right now. At Supercon, I will not have pink eye. Oh, so you can actually Thank hug him? That's good. Touch yes, him? Yes. You'll be able to touch Arnold? Touch anyway, uh, he's actually that costs a hundred dollars. He's too. actually setting setting us up really nicely for this because he says, "Also, how were your free comic book days?" Well, we're going to talk about that. Which free comics were your favorite? We're going to talk it's about on that. The agenda. I was personally quite impressed with. Something we'll talk about later. Finally, what are your plans for Supercon? Well, we're talking about that. I'll be at Artist Alley, table 117. You should stop by and say hi. And yes, Lon, I will have more free dum-dums. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I think we're going to have to commit to interviewing. Trump. We are going to have to. I hope all is well with you, and I look forward to hearing this week's podcast. Peace. Okay. See, folks, that's how you get on the Fanboy Planet podcast. You offer Lon dum-dums. And you write in and be our friends. Yes. So, Unless you're dead to some people. Well, you know, it depends on how he treats me at Supercon. Mm, there might, you know, okay. there might be, like, if he's got a good pineapple dum dum, I might be friends with him. Interesting. Again. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just see saying. how you work. I, just like you. I just love the dum dums. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that explains a lot. Mm. Mm. Anyway, let's go to that first. 
first thing he brought up. It is, of course, the first podcast we've had since Free Comic Book Day. And hey, may I say... Oh, you may. I don't know what you're going to say. Probably, in my opinion, one of the better Free Comic Book I would Days say, in a long I time. I would say, well, how, long, how many years has it been going on? Since Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 1? Okay, the best fa- uh, new comic book day ever. I think it will, and, and for this store, it was a, they, oh, uh, yeah. uh, over twice as many customers as they've ever had before. Yeah, fifty-two percent. Yeah. Anna was actually going over yeah what people wanted to see more of or less. Uh, she's really responsive to uh, to making that event even bigger next year. Mm-hmm. And what we want more of are stormtroopers. I came too Slave late. Leah's. I was still getting recovering. From I think my you illness. came. I think you came I too came early. Around. Uh, no apologies. Warrant. No, no. I heard you were here before we got the. Got no, here. no. He came no, right came, after we left. Oh, right after we left. I came oh, like, I, you should have called us. We were oh, across the street. We were across the street at the hometown buffet. Gorging. Oh, really? oh yes, we gorged. Anyway, uh, see, I went to two of the competitors beforehand. So what? I could tell Why would you do that? Just to steal their comic books. And um, this is the only place I get my free comics. Yes. So I could tell Anna that her store was definitely the most festive. It was the most festive. I would say and probably the most family friendly. Fam- friendly. Um, absolutely well lit, open, most space. educated. Could it, can you say which competitors you went to? No, do we know? We really we should, don't. We yeah. shouldn't do that. No. But I will ask you later because I just want to know. Yeah, um, I'll tell you later. You know, because um, it's been a tough. You know, it came. On, I, I think it was a great shot in the arm for the comics industry. It's definitely coming no at a time when a lot of stores are are suffering, floundering. We've be, we've gotten word that there will be sort of a changeover in a couple of local stores. In the next month or so, yeah. um, and we, you know, we've lost a couple uh, in the past. But I think uh, it's important to note that months. of all the stores in this area, this one has the most open space, the best lit. Um, this know. is the store your mother will let you come to. Sure, that's you know, there there are stores that are like what everybody thinks stores are. That's a good point with Mother's Day coming up. Yeah, uh, in fact, this podcast you're listening to on Mother's Day instead of taking her to a comic shop, but you should take her to a comic shop. I'm going to uh, buy my mother. Welcome to Hawksford. By Ben Temple's. Just because you've been staring at that poster. Buy her Young Avengers. That's a nice one. Strangers in Paradise. Buy her Strangers in Paradise. That's romantic. Uh, My mother doesn't read. She's blind now. Right. Uh huh. Anyway, so out of Free Comic Book Day, we've talked about the stores and everything, but which books really impressed you? Um, Well, since I was only able to get five. (coughs) Okay. Which I think was an improvement. Last year we only able to get three, right? Yeah, I think so. So this year I was able to get five, which is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Um. You know what? Yeah, early in the day was unlimited. Yes, Anna, yes. Well, I'm just saying. But, we came uh, late. I thought mm-hmm. all of them were satisfactory. But I think the winner, like we were talking, we said there was basically it was com- competition between the Avengers. I'm sorry, Marvel and DC. Yes, that's you the had, biggie. That's the biggie. Yeah, the Avengers, you had DC. Now, before I go into the reviews, Derek, what is essentially, for the people who don't understand the free comic book day, what is the purpose of Free Comic Book Day? Well, I should say also it's uh, started by Joe Field, a retailer in Concord, California, uh, Flying Colors Comics, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great marketing idea on his part, and he could persuaded the big publishers that they should on the they basically since movies, uh, the movie summer movie season have at least for the last five six years traditionally opened with a superhero movie the first Saturday of May, first weekend of May, as again X Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, that they should then be a perfect excuse for people to go Friday night to the movies and then Saturday go, huh, I wonder if I want to read about that character and go walk down. in, come into a comic book and shop. And the first one's free. And the first one's free. Oh, my God, yes. Using exactly inner city marketing techniques. <laughs> um, and there it is. Proven. Proven, <laughs> proven to work, absolutely. 
and it's gotten it's gotten bigger and bigger. And the thing is, everybody jumped on board. So like now, when it first came out, it was like reprints too. That was the thing is that they were they were just re- repackaging old material for free. But as this has gotten bigger and more and more people have been aware of it, uh, everybody started offering new material. Now, uh, so this year to the point where it's actually become an event. Yes. Now. Well, because was it last year or two years ago that the Spider-Man? It was, it was just last year. Yeah. The Spider-Man story by Dan Slott turned out to be in a new continuity. Right. Like three months down the it road, it looked after, like a generic Spider-Man story, but it was actually but it actually in the tied new in. So if you hadn't read it, there it was. Boom. You know, it was but one of the Marvel's Marvel's part. But one of the main goals, though. It's, it's like you said to get everybody hooked it's to get on new readers product. to get to yeah. get new readers hooked on new so on most the product. Of, most of the books instead of like to say reprints, you know some of these most of these were all kind of reca- at least kind of like hey if you know nothing about this let me fill you in a little bit let me tell you a little bit yeah. let me you know if they chose right I mean right. I think that some of the stuff like I don't know that the Fathom books or the uh, the Witchblade books necessarily do that with those complex storylines and such but. One of the things I think about it is that it it gives even if you're buying comics, this is an opportunity to try something new. Sure, try something different. Well, I'm going to say, I mean, a conversation I had this week about it with somebody at work was, uh, you know, it was great. Like I picked up, of course, my first goal is to pick up the stuff for my kids. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people come in and do that and go, oh, there's kids comics, like the sudden awareness that they still make Archie, which of course you and I know. Yep, but. It was a conversation where, where, where this guy was just like, "What? They still print Archie?" I said, "Yeah, Archie sells really well, for the very reason that you know it's it's something that parents know is safe. Yeah. But if you can walk into a comic shop and you see all the stuff that might seem a little intimidating, and then on this table of free comics, hey, there's Archie. Boom. You know, they got that. Oh well, and if I try Archie, there was a lot of other good kid stuff. And uh, just to pimp elusive again. Anna put a whole bunch of the Disney comics down yes. that weren't even distributed as, as free comic book days. She just had them in stock yeah. for people to pick up and try out. And again, very family friendly. Oh, very absolutely. Safe. Great. And we had a fa- good, there was a family friendly table and good books. Absolutely. DC had a sampler of theirs. They put Power of Shazam, except for Brave that. and the Bold and Tiny Titans together into right. a little sampler, except they were all, that was all reprint material. No, I was going to say they were all pretty family friendly, except that, uh, Crisis on Magical Kingdoms. That one? Did you read that one? The, <laughs> no, the I big didn't. Disney read that. crossover. Is that oh. when the and by the and it's what? Kingdom Hearts. Is it really? The big Disney crossover is the video game Kingdom Hearts. I was just making a DC I know. crisis. I know, but somewhere out there there was a Zorlak other than myself who went following along. That's Kingdom Hearts. Oh, sorry. Uh, Given that Justin played both of them and has recently played through them both again, I'm very familiar with. Wow, Kingdom I'm Hearts. glad the nerds just ruined the comedy. Anyways, let's continue. There what had to we? be comedy to ruin. Mm, okay, that's fine. But what about we were? Sharnold liked it. We were talking about <laughs> favorites. You're dead to me, Sharnold. We're talking about favorites. favorites, and of course, one of those had to be the Blackest Night. Winners. Let's go with Let's winners. Okay. Winners. Okay, fine. Okay, because Blackest Night. Because that wasn't actually my favorite. I want to separate that out. Blackest Night being DC chose to give kids reprints, and they chose to launch an event. Right. Marvel comes out the winner, and this pains me to say it, but it was so well done with their Avengers book. Okay. Because it was a self-contained story that took place within the current continuity of Dark Reign, established exactly what is going on, consistent Spider-Man narrates it. Had a book full of characters. Absolutely. And it was a satisfying... slightly smaller than the standard. Which I think... Well, Lana and I were talking about this too. It is slightly smaller than the other books. And if... 
And if they went down to this size and it meant they could hold the pay, the price, yeah, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. But they're not. Uh, but it's still, I was happy with that. They they made it smaller. But it was a solid story. I, I didn't need to know anything that had happened going in. And if you were if you were excited by this story, the belief would be you could pick up another Avengers book, and you know it did its job of hooking you in mm-hmm. and reminding you, yeah, these are cool characters. And now you get exposed to a lot of characters who are in a bunch of different books, too. right? And you open well, this up, and there's Spider Man, Thor, Iron Man. Well, it's not really Iron Man, but it's, it looks like Iron Man, well, Iron right. Patriot, yeah. right? But I'm just saying, Thor. I mean, look, I mean, Wolverine, Captain America, Wolverine, both right. Wolverines, both right. father and son. Now they had a kids Wolverine too. There was a Wolverine Adventures that was free. I haven't I read it yet, but it, no, it was out. It was gone here by the time. But um, yeah. I give to our archivist Stephanie Rodriguez. She went to Black Cat Comics in Milpitas. She got them, and so yesterday she said, "Here, here, Mister McCaw." And so I got the Wolverine because it was kid oriented. Because the thing is, again, on a weekend when you have a PG thirteen Wolverine movie opening up, the little kids they love Wolverine. They don't think of him as a killer. So right. you needed a safe book that you could pick up about Wolverine, and luckily. They do publish. Marvel has Wolverine First Class, which is then a kid-oriented uh, or a kid-friendly. I shouldn't say kid-oriented because they're actually they're pretty well written, but you know, kid kid-oriented um, kid storyline storyline. Yeah. So you've got that. So I thought Marvel came out the winner there. Uh, although now, and when you say winner, you're meaning like doing exactly what Free Comic Book Day should do. should do. Right. And it, it was a brand new story, awesome, contained thing, perfect. Yeah, and right. and showcase one of their best writers in Bendis. And then uh, and Lon, I thought Bendis did a great job. On he that did. A, Bendis, if you're listening, I'd like to believe you are. Great job. Now I also Lon picked up Savage Dragon, so I read it here while we were setting up. Uh, I'm not a big Savage Dragon fan, but I, except this story, this book did remind me of what a solid creator Eric Larson is. Mm-hmm. That this was this was fun. I'm not. I'm still not pulled into the mythos for whatever reason. I guess just because I feel like it's so long gone. But yeah. but he does do a lot of recapping too. He does. He establishes things. But even if you can get if you get past all the recapping that needs to be done, it's a fun story, yeah. and he's a good solid creator. And that's again as a book that does does what it's supposed to do. Read uh, Dark Horse offered an Aliens Predator thing to remind you that they're doing Alien Predator books again. Right? They're and, actually like revamp. They're like restarting. Re- yeah. yeah, they're restarting that that line. After and I, a I while. will say this: Did you read that, or you read the whole thing? I read it. Yeah. I actually um, wasn't terribly impressed with the stories themselves. But it did kind of make me go, hey, when this hits the shelves, whenever it's supposed to come out, I might check it out. Right, they're actually previews of an upcoming Aliens book and an upcoming right. Predator book. Right. So I thought it was okay. One that's not in your stack before you go on, you're going to go to this one, right? Yeah. Um, what did you think about the G.I. Joe book? I actually, they were out of it when we got oh, here, yeah, but I, didn't get the I was Joe told book. that it was all reprints of the books that were already out. Oh, is it? Because it, what it did for me, I never read those books, and it was a good introduction to the characters. They were so, all then, so then that serves its purpose and So that well. serves the purpose because it's not a book I've ever picked. I picked up the original Marvel run of the Larry Hom- uh, the mm-hmm. That they did a long time ago. I haven't bought it since, and so this one actually, along with the right. movie, uh, well, kind of got my interest in. If it. If they're all re, you know, reissued from the books that are out right now, like currently the the couple few books that I'm reading from the reissues are really they're come they're coming together. So yeah, okay. And then the last one I got was Love and Rockets, which Love I and didn't Rockets. get a chance to read. I've I've never read this ever. Have you ever read this? I read the original uh, series. I read a couple oversized, it couple was trades. Very indie, and I didn't quite get it. Not saying it's bad. I just. 
It's not. It's I not just. I didn't. Get well, it. it's a story. It's. it's what it proves it's to like me is free opera. is free comic book day has morphed into exactly what it should should be, which is you can walk in and if you're not a superhero fan, risk free. There's still a lot of stuff you can take a chance on for free. Yeah. You know what's funny though is actually it's a superhero book too. But is it? There yeah. was superhero chips. There, yeah. there are some. Ah, uh, well, that's it. I feel dumb. Yeah, you know, but I mean, let's be honest. Charnold. Why did I pick it up? Because there, there's, there's large breasts on the cover. Thank you. Yeah. Bigger than yours. That's what Free Comic Book Day is all about for me. Mm-hmm. And then, here we go. Blackest Night, number zero. <laughs> oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Uh, so DC chooses to launch a major crossover event. And for those who... I would... See, my problem with it is as a crossover event, I would think that a lot of people coming in are confused, even though it tries to sort that out. Yeah. Blackest Night is dealing with all the different colors in the spectrum of the Green Lantern. So you've got Green Lantern, Blue Lantern, Roy G. Biv. So Red Lantern, Orange Lantern. Well, they say that. Yellow know, Lantern, Roy G. Green Lantern, Blue, Indigo, and Violet. And then the last is Black. And the Black Lanterns are going to be the zombies, the DC zombies. We know that much. Uh, I thought the book was readable, it, but it's spending a lot of time kind of recapping. There's the Flash. There's Green Lantern. They talk for a little bit. There's reminding us that Batman is dead. Yeah. And the and last third of the book is the different groups. It's just reca- revamping the groups. And now, the thing about that was it's they, there are two-page spreads for each one of those groups, and they have the names of the people. But that's it. Yeah. Nothing to tell me why these guys are special. Or- I did not think that um, – I'm glad I got it because I was going to buy The Blackest Night anyway, so I felt like there was a little, it was a nice little prologue because I was already hyped. Yeah. Again, like DC Universe number zero last year, <laughs> the 50-cent book they offered, if I were just picking that up, which, by the way, was actually the first time it's something about – a year later, the first time they mentioned anything about Blackest Night – was in TC Universe number zero, and they didn't do anything with that character for another year. Right. Um, but, again, it's like that one's preaching to the choir. This book, even though it was probably the most heavily ordered, the most heavily anticipated of these free comic book day things, uh, it's preaching to the choir. If you are a newbie, you're going to come in and... You're going to look at that and you go, oh, I think you're gonna I've be heard like, of Greenland. You're going to be like Penny and- on Big Bang Theory. Really? Hot. We need more of those. Okay. Yeah, well, okay, maybe, you know, but... Um, I mean, I thought it was solid. It's just, I it was solid just, as a rock. Solid as a rock. It was just, it was just not as inviting as I thought that the uh, the Avengers book did. Yeah, the Avengers book was, or the Savage Dragon was. You know, uh, again, I'm I'm excited for Blackest Night, and if you are already excited, pick it up if you haven't. When's it? Do we know when it hits stores? July. Oh, we gotta wait that long. Yeah, I already I'll already forget about <coughs> Blackest Night by July. Well, it'll be around. Let's hope. No, because it's already st- it's, it's things about Black Lantern are happening in Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps oh, anyway. Okay. All right. But the actual event where they actually will be branding these books as Blackest Night crossovers. So are people being resurrected yet? Uh that's beginning here. Well, it's I mean, in this zero. but in the other books, no. But they're establishing the Orange Lanterns and. Oh, are we be- to assume that the headstones that they went by are going to be resurrected? Yes. So Sue Digby is going to uh, both Sue and Ralph because both of them are dead. So elongated man and Ronnie uh, Raymond, Ronnie Raymond, Firestorm, and oh, man. Uh, and then the last page has all these other hands coming up. Oh, there were two hands coming out of the ground that had looked like Legion rings on them. No, those are um, those are black. Are those black, black lantern, lantern rings? Okay, I was trying to see. It looked 
The black hand rings, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a fun guessing game, the last page, yeah, where like, they have all these hands coming out of the ground. Whose cuff is that? Who's, well, Aquaman. I definitely see Aquaman. I see Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. Earth 2 Superman. Mirror Master. Mirror Ma- the original Ma- Mirror Master, Sam this guy? Scudder. Who's this guy? That's Martian Manhunter. Oh, that is Mar- oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Some dead chick. That's probably Sue's. Uh, yeah. Is there a stretchy hand anywhere? Oh, that might be, that the might be Ralph. coming up, yeah. Yeah. So it, I thought this gloved hand is a uh, vibe. No, uh, Max Lord, maybe, maybe or vibe. Ooh. I thought vibe. about vibe, vibe. Why would you? Vibe wasn't even cool alive. Ooh, Max but he's Lord dead. would be bad alive. I mean, he'd be well tough. I, be, you know, he just twist his neck around. You know what I mean? No, I mean, but he's he's his power is pretty awesome. And yeah, yeah. yeah. His oh. power? What was his power? To compel people to do things. Uh, that did you read any of that? No, I I forgot he had a power. Right. That's why that's and why Wonder Woman. That's, that's why bleeds. Wonder Woman broke his neck because yeah. he could control Superman. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So um, it could and be. This one looks like dead. Uh, I, we were joking about. It. Wouldn't it be funny if Dead Man actually came back and was a Max Brand? No, no we're not on uh, Max, Max Boston Brand. Boston Brand. Boston Max Brand. Brand. Yeah. Do you want to re-edit it so you can't? You seem witty. No. What, uh, no. Yeah, just leave <laughs> it in with your that. contempt. <laughs> Derek's just like. <sighs> Boston uh, Brand, the what please? I've been going through my dad's books. It's like oh, no. 500, oh, Max Brand, five hundred <laughs> westerns. Oh, a lot of Louis L'Amour. Yeah, a lot, a of, lot Louis of Louis L'Amour. Okay, and Max Zane was that? Or Zane, Zane Gray. Gray. Zane Gray. Yeah, yeah. righty. So new comic day success. I we'd say all right. FTW. I just learned that. New comic book day. FTW. And for the win. BT oh. Dub Flash Rebirth number two came out today. BT Dub oh, oh. <laughs> uh, Flash Rebirth number two. I actually and I got got here early enough in the day to actually buy it before it was sold out. I saw you reading it. I'm very excited. It sold out already. I don't know, but last right. last time Flash Rebirth number one sold out before I could get a copy. I got a copy. Okay, uh, so I'm, it's continuing on well. I, yeah. I was really, really pleased with it. I don't want to say too much because you guys haven't read it yet, but it's it was really good. Uh, fulfilled a lot of promise from the first Recommended. issue. Recommended. Absolutely. Or gets the Derek star. Darn near killed him. How about... <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> really, Sharnold? Really? <laughs> Dark Rain, the Cabal. Tell us about that. Uh, five stories, each from the point of view of a different uh, member of the cabal uh i still am not sure about the doom story the doom story looks i can't decide if it's done in a lost style where they're where they are future events that we're going to see or if it's doom dreaming as to what he wants to have happen is cabal basically the opposite of the illuminati is that kind of what we're okay yeah uh illuminati is an actual group a cabal is just an organization typically Uh, but usually a dark yeah. Organization. Yes. Okay. So, um, just an odd little book. Some of the stories. Uh, one of them is done by Matt Faction. So the, there's there's some good good stuff in there. Different artists for every story. Different or artists one? for every story. Um, and you know, again, it's one of those. It's another one shot. You can kind of read it if you don't know what's going on, but you're not going to get as much out of it as you will. And it's just one of those things where I I don't know why they decided to take these short little stories. And glom them all together in one book when they could have just put that into storyline everywhere else. So, I'll tell you why. Money. 
399 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sucker. So. How many licks did it get to the center of your Tootsie Pop? Uh, four. Okay. I got one more book, just a quick recommendation before hey, we right. move on. Because I know Sharnold likes these. I got caught up on, uh, I caught up on, uh, Old Man Logan. Anybody catch up on that? Uh, I'm still I'm a couple behind, behind, but yeah. I'm one behind. Okay, I won't spoil or anything, but I've, I've been very, very satisfied. Um, there was one where they actually, did you get to the one where they explained why he, he didn't want to pop his claws ever again? Yes. Now that, that was that was an interesting story. It was a little far fetched for me in the sense. I guess we could spoil it by now because it's been two months away. Yeah, it's been two, two months. months ago. Go ahead. Basically, the whole you know storyline was, you know, it's old man Logan. He's nonviolent now. He's passive. Whatever. He wouldn't fight anymore. So this this he's last, a broken man. Yeah. So we find out the reason why, and the reason why is basically all the villains. I don't, did they did they have a name for it? It was like it was almost like Blackest Night. All the villains decided to team up and just take out all the heroes, and they attacked the Avengers Mansion, but where, where Wolverine and uh, Jubilee Ju- were on. Was it Jubilee uh, or yeah, Kitty? Wolverine and Jubilee were on uh, watch, right? Mm-hmm. And so, big. And old, he's telling her, "Get out! We're already too late. Get out!" Yeah, and so big attack, and then he ends up, you know, having like all his enemies are there. So Wolverine goes nuts defending the the uh, mansion, killing all these, you know, killing all your favorite villains. And then it turns out it was all a a creation of Mysterio who had convinced Wolverine he was fighting all these villains when in turn he was actually slaughtering all the X-Men. So um, it was an interesting, you know, interesting kind of, you know. It was, you know, that, that's a fast telling of it. It was an interesting idea, but I, I didn't buy it. Well, here, here's my comment on it. Now, if you've read enough X-Men books... Especially with all the the telepathy and all the mental stuff that Wolverine's had to go through, with like let's say not even just Professor X, but like Emma Frost, and then uh, uh, was a Sebastian Shaw or one, yeah, you know, Mister Sinister, yeah, so all these different people, and he's always been the get out of my head, you know, kind of thing. It's hard to think that a two bit circus sideshow stuntman guy like Mysterio could pull a fast one over Wolverine, which you know what I mean, which is really kind of. Weird. It's kind of funny because about the same time this uh, second or third issue of of Doctor Doom and the Masters of Evil came out, and Doom did something that he, he cast an illusion, and it was he was able to do it because he had he had taken Mysterio's gas. You know, it's oh, like right. you got super scientist Doom, and he's got to steal Mysterio's right. power to do something. Well, like, okay, but that doesn't fair, make any but sense. Mysterio's power does not work psychically. It is no. like, it's like Jonathan Crane, the Scarecrow's fear gas. And if Wolverine has a healing factor, exactly. that, gas, so I would, that gas wouldn't affect him. Well, now you've just pointed out a flaw to me, and now yeah. I'm going to ruin Mark Miller, you suck. <laughs> I'm just saying Come here and defend us. It wasn't defend horrible. Yourself. But here's it, the thing. It wasn't horrible. I understand. It, you know, it's just the, as good as the rest of that book is. Well, the thing is, is like if you accept the whole premise of this is just a fun farce tale in the future, then it just gives him a but reason. everybody's dead, that's a fun farce. Yeah. Well, he's writing it like that. But anyways, um, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's a romp. Yeah. It's a fun a lot of jokes action about thing. But, uh, so, yeah. So, but I mean, it was still a compelling read, and I liked it, and it was well drawn. I mean. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I would recommend it. And then, of course, you also got the ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk, uh, which only Rick is reading. Tell us. Man, okay, so it's Damon Linderhoff, right? Yes. And this, the fifth, we had, after not having gotten issues for how long, we've, we've now gotten two in two months. The fifth issue, and it, this thing is just so over the top. The last issue ended with rip, with Wolverine being, being ripped in two. 
Yes. Part of this issue, he spends trying to drag his two body parts together. But it's also – that part is told in retrospect because I'm spoiling the hell out of this because it's a piece of crap. <laughs> um, the, Spoiler alert crap. So are you familiar with a movie from back in the 50s called The Brain That Would Not Die? Yes. You know, the, basically the premise there is a man has – his man's wife has had her head yes. caught, cut off in an automobile accident. He puts it in a – man a, with two brains. He puts it in a tray on a table and keeps it alive with electrodes. That's basically what they do with Wolverine through most of the story. All right. Now, we actually – it's funny you mention that because me and Derek had a big Zorlak conversation the other day about what is the extent of Wolverine's healing factor. Now, you're actually talking about Ultimate Wolverine, which yes. changes the game altogether. But uh, – I don't know so much about that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Ultimate Wolverine's history has Totally over been, the top, yeah. Hasn't been really given out like normal continuity. Because someday he's going to be – Cable. I oh, know it happens mostly in X Men, but yeah. Well, that's right. He does turn into Cable, right? Yeah, in the Ultimate oh, Universe. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Put his brain in a jar. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, so, well, then that that conversation's closed. Well, let's just leave. I, I want to throw this conversation out to the listeners. Please, if if you're a Wolverine person or a comic reader, write in and tell us what you if you think the extent of Wolverine's healing factor is or should be. And then we'll discuss it on there. Fair All right. Enough. There we go. Nice. Editor at fanboyplanet.com. Okay. Uh, I wanted to mention that comics uh, have made an interesting inroad on a global global impact. Just a second. As, as extra bonus points for your question, yes. they could comment on the fact that if, if you cut Wolverine in half, would you end up with two Wolverines? That, that was our question. That was, that was the question. Okay. We Sorry. were actually doing that. Wow. We said if you cut Wolverine's head off. Which used to be actually Lobo's power. If you if you cut, cut him, if you his cut blood Lobo, his blood, new, his blood would spawn a new Lobo. Right, right. Well, that was kind of the thing. It's like I asked, what was the extent of Wolverine's power? And our buddy Nate was like, "Oh, he could regenerate from a single drop of blood." And I said, "Well, he bleeds all the time." Yeah. So how come there's not fifty Wolverines running around? But then, if you think about it, how does he appear in all these books at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> there wow. you go. That there's could a, be it. There's a storyline waiting to be. All written. right. So so I let said. me so let me get trademark. To, let me get to this. Uh, Inroads, yes. And the inroads. Uh, a, a India, which uh, you may recall yes. a couple of years ago, there was. I love Slumdog Millionaire. Or a year ago, actually. Richard Gere was in trouble for kissing a, a Bollywood starlet because in Bollywood films, you're not allowed to even really embrace act, male actors and female actors. They dance around. They, they dance around, but they never other. kiss. Yeah. It's not allowed. He full on, like. Groped her too. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh yes, took absolutely. Advantage of her. No, it wasn't that bad. That. He just kissed her. No, but he totally rolled her. Yeah, over yeah. He yeah. gave her dip. It was which, a Hollywood kiss. It was yeah. a Hollywood kiss. In America, it would have played as just a joke. It was funny. It was yeah. campy. In another country, he was. Oh, in India, it did not play well at all. Right. Give me so your hand, anyway, Richard Gear. And anyway, what I did not realize was that they actually, and this is odd because again, this drives all American technology. India has no pornography industry. Well, None. You would, you would think. I, can we can we re- recap that last two phrases? Here? What drives American technology? Porn. Okay, I just saw. Yes, and and India. It did. It did actually. It is credited with the advance of the VCR into America. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and the internet. Come on, let's be honest. Yeah. Well, Al Gore invented it just. And for who porn. threw? And 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 Blu-ray. Come on. Why did they win? Hmm. Anyway, just a second. We've got a comment on that. 
Like I'm surfing at the speed of light. Poor poor. The internet is for poor. The internet is for poor. What are you doing? Why you think the net was born? Porn, porn, porn. Tracky. Oh, hello, kid monster. And we're back. <laughs> at any rate, uh, so in India, they have their first adult star. Should we say porn star? Can I say porn or are you going to cut that out? Can I, I, no, okay, it's porn? fine. There's okay. nothing. They have their first porn star. Adult, and she's, and she's a web comic. And so apparently this. Wait, 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 wait. Is it a real person who. No, gets... it is a comic character. It oh, is a so co- she's not a real person. She is not a real person, but apparently. So she's like the Indian version of Cherry Pop Tart. Yes, okay. and they've or created little fanny and, they've, and they've opened it up to. They've got top com- Indian comic artists, and and they, but they've opened up into. They have a section where you can write in your fantasies, and then they script it, and they do. That's the next installment. Wow. Are the Chopras doing this? No, this okay, is uh, this is not from Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> it is instead uh, Savita Babi, which is spelled B H. You want to spell that for yes, people's S- web browsing? S A V I T A. Google search. Yes, S A V I T A. Space B H A B H I Babi is the word for sister-in-law. Oh, which so apparently, it's like dirty wow, which is apparently like the fantasy, like MILF is in the United States, is the sister-in-law it's my wife's is sort sister. of my, uh, or that's no, a my, fantasy my, over here too. Buddy. Yeah, my <laughs> wife's sister, she's like she's like the sexual advisor for young men in the culture, kind of in a really innocent way. But this is taking it to the to the Real next advice. level, where it's like you know her husband leaves for work every day, and then each each fantasy is like she invites somebody <coughs> over. That was actually the plot of Taboo Four, I think. Um, well, you know more about the oh, okay. archives than I do, right. um, but at any rate, it's interesting that that, it, that that has been the cultural breakthrough because now they're just saying it, it, it's it's. So this was the breakthrough to bring it around to bring it around comics to, for web comics in, in India, India, but also now the industry. So now they're going to get. But I'm going to tell you something. Rupee Arcade. Now starlets, now Bollywood starlets are willing to kiss on film. Wow! That Thank this you, is, Richard. That this, this web comic is a cha- is like changing the more. Hold is on. This Starlets are willing to kiss. Yeah, just other star- starlets, or I don't know. Okay. Then that's a, that's you're moving into a whole different area there. Okay, we're we're talking about a film genre I haven't seen beyond Slumdog Millionaire, which doesn't really count. But you know, um, but it's interesting because it's it's marking a cultural shift, and it started with comics. I have to admit, I love the Bollywood films. I watch. I'll, I'll turn yeah, them on. You've and never flipped through the channels and seen a little Bollywood no. thing. Yeah, wow. no, it's, it's they're very they're, they're very I have flashy and colorful, and I like the music. So, and, and they're no, always action packed. I too. saw that yeah. little segment in Ghost World. That's about all I've seen of actual yeah. Bollywood. And of course, we watched the Love Guru. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really count. I know it doesn't. There's a little bit of it. But see, the, comics can change the world. It, well, that's my point. That's why I thought it was worth Into mentioning. Into a worse, terrible, <laughs> porn-ridden place. But Except yeah. for one comic that is doing its best to make the world a better place is Unknown Soldier by our ah. friend Josh Dysart. Issue seven. Is he really our friend? He's my friend on Facebook. Okay, then that's tech, that'll count in court. We, okay, we, I mean, we've had a nice con- we've had nice conversations. We, okay. You know, he's acknowledged me from time no, to no, time. No, no, friend on Facebook counts. Does it? Legally, okay. you could, because that's a legal contract. Maybe not as good a friend as to say, like, do you, know, you accept champagne? this person as Absolutely. your friend? I yes. do. I do. Then that's what I'm saying. Then and legally, I, I only befriend people who I've actually met face to face. So, you okay, know, that's, then. That's a double right there. With the exception of David Lloyd. But, you know, we've okay. talked by email. So, all right. Anyway, um, 
So Unknown Soldier number seven, is that out today or is it going? Uh, it was out last week. Out last week. So that's a good jumping on place, which means the trade paperback for the first six issues has to be coming out soon, right? I haven't seen it advertised yet, but I and and maybe they'll hold it up for twelve. Maybe it'll just be an oversized uh, thing. I don't know about that because DC's really been going on six issues at a time. Even All Star Superman, which I was holding out for a twelve issue collection, yeah. is, they did uh, it as two, yeah. as two. But they're slim volumes. I wish they just do the big. I big know, ones. I know. They the, may, they may yet. That's what I'm holding. Out. So seven, seven had been advertised as a good jumping on place. A a s- single story that resolved at the end and um delivered entirely uh, it's a very good story and it, it would be a good if you if you buy it and you you, know, you read it you'll like it you'll have a story if you decide that it's really good you'll want it go ahead and read through the rest of the series it looks like they've they've done the first arc they're going to do another arc so you don't have to go back and buy the first three is or this six an ongoing i forget yes it is okay well it's uh, i think it was originally issues. a 12, 12 issue but i think it's been doing well enough for, for vertigo they might be extending it yeah and I suspect that Josh would have more to say with the character. But, you know, that's the thing is when we talk about this is really a comic that's trying to change the world for the better is it is alerting people, it's shedding light on a, on a part of the world where, let's yeah. say, it's kind of been forgotten. Well, we've talked about it before. But with a Vertigo book, though, as if they do a limited uh, series, they can do significant things to the characters in the end of that series. So. Um, he may be, he may have it plotted specifically for just twelve. Episodes. I don't know, but maybe the next time we see him, yeah. And I would just like to make a point to close this uh, comic section up real fast. I, oh, I was no. listening to a lot you're of not the. Going to okay, well, just can I make one point? You make then? a point, but it's not. Uh, the point too is I was listening to a lot of our older podcasts, and you would think sometimes you catch us on a bad day, and we're always kind of ripping on how that's a lame comic, or this is a lame comic, or comics are so lame these days. We've just spent a good portion of time talking about how awesome comics can be and you're saying right now how they're letting people know about this part of the world and introducing people to porn and you know like free comics <laughs> well you, you know. put that in perspective and sorry honey but i'm just saying you know what i mean like you know we don't always bash comics so. no we don't and in fact okay. one that i can't even get my hands on and maybe rick got this but i'm going to transition to movies from this is that is that in continuity the star trek picture movie it's coming out this week. Yes. Has a comic book prequel that is a direct tie-in. Countdown. Countdown. Star Trek, colon, Countdown. Which was a four-issue individual issues. A four-issue miniseries from IDW that they collected as a trade paperback and sold out immediately. Yeah. Elusive was getting a second printing in tomorrow, so I... I, I, I did get it. I did read it. So what did you think? Um, it's a very nice story. It's not... It's not... It is definitely prequel level. It's. Uh, I mean, it starts off. What what you've got to do in this story is you got to bridge next generation back to mm-hmm. Star Trek uh, Academy or whatever. You know what the the new Star Trek, the reboot. Mm-hmm. And in that, you you're going to do you're going to do things with characters that you're going to start with characters people are familiar with. So they basically start with the original crew. You know, you've got Data and Picard, uh, Worf, um, and you start actually. Uh, with um, Spock, mm-hmm. who we know had lived long enough to be in the Next Generation right. stories, and he's a focal character in this, and he's been living on Romulus as uh, first as an ambassador, now just as a citizen. He's mm-hmm. actually just a citizen on Romulus, and that was established in Next Generation. He was the ambassador, right? And so he he is focal to uh, to the to the new story he appears appears mm-hmm. in the movie and we've now seen have you seen the preview where they show uh, Nero 
on the bridge of his ship and they bring somebody to him? Well, let me say, Rick, I have seen the film. Oh, you've seen the film? I saw the film. Ah, okay. So I've seen the film. So that's why I'm late to free comic book day. I'm envious. So I I knew you would be. So I've held it off for now so that you wouldn't kill me earlier. So... You you know how I think they bridge Rick's it. crying right now. I you, think he is. Okay. You know, he, he's looking. I, he's looking like of I've all shot my fanboyism. Star Trek is probably the strongest. So, just remember, Rick. I brought you posters. You did, so, and right. they're on my wall in my office. Uh-huh. See, there you go. And you know what else is on my wall in my office? What? Hi, I'm Michael Goodson. Well, there you go. Anyway, yeah. So, well, what's on? What else is on your wall? So, uh, <laughs> so. The head well, of Michael Goodson? Lon got me the Thank four, you the four individual go. headshot posters from yes. Kirk, Spock, uh, Which I have on Nero my, and my so, office uh, bathroom wall. Yes. There you go. So I don't know that the book is at all essential to enjoying the movie. You might. Ultimately, I don't think it is. Yeah. Uh, but I've heard so many good things about the book that it's a, that it's a well-done story. It sets up certainly anything that happens in there is – recapped decently enough in the film to explain it, but there is nothing of the next generation in the film. What I'd heard was that the book, what, what I'd heard Buzz was on the book, that it was that it end-capped the next generation. Yes. And I didn't buy that at all. I, I don't think that they, they did not make it so that there can't be more stories with those characters with the exception of one, who I won't spoil. I, and even that one, I don't even know if that's uh, that's that's a definite gone yeah. So, um, we'll see what I, I, I recommend it. If you're a Star Trek fan, it's a definite buy. And if you can get and read it before the movie, I'm sure it's a good thing to do. Okay. And if you can't read it before the movie, go see the movie. I'm not going to spoil anything except to say that that was a very satisfying film. It does everything that it should do to reboot and expand the franchise for people that are not Star Trek fans. It is everything J.J. Abrams promised it would do. Uh, so it, it was really coolly shot, really cool characters. I'm I'm pleased. So we're seeing it. We're seeing it work on Friday uh, at two o'clock, and then I've got to take Debbie on Saturday. So. And you will be happy to do what it. What a tough, tough life. You yeah. yeah. Have oh gee. Life. Oh gee. My heart is breaking for you. You will love it. Oh, you have to take the wife the second time. Yeah. Well, he has to pay the second time. Well, oh, I would, uh, but I would gladly pay a second time. It yeah. was that good. Should we talk some uh, movie rumors? Uh, and that is that there's a casting rumor this week. Because uh, out of Star Trek, of course, we had talked that Chris Pine was allegedly in talks to uh, play Hal Jordan. Uh, in the Green Lantern, it was rumored. It was rumored, and uh, I, I and was for the audience, Chris Pine is, is the guy playing Captain Kirk, playing James Indeed. T. Kirk. I always thought it was the original Enterprise captain. Every time I'd read that, I'd go, "Why are they keep?" Oh, wait, oh no, it's Pike. no, no. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Bruce Greenwood is playing Christopher Pike. Ah, and I watched that and thought, Bruce Greenwood. Let's make a Dark Knight Returns with Bruce Greenwood as an old. Who the heck's Bruce, Bruce Wayne? Greenwood? You know him. You know him the second you see him. Okay. okay. He's he's been around for a long time. He's been in a lot of movies. Thirteen days with Kevin Costner. He played uh, he played JFK. Is he the one who t- in the commercial tells him, "Why don't you be something yes. better with your life?" Okay, yeah, that yeah. Guy. yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. So uh, Dark Knight Returns. Oh, I think he's he he could totally be an older Bruce Wayne. Interesting. It, but could he be an older Batman? Ah, uh, he could. He's he's because I think when we think of Dark Knight Returns, we think of the giant jaw. Frank Miller, <laughs> that guy doesn't. Nobody, that's, that's nobody can do that. Nobody's going to do that. Well, Clint Eastwood's way too old for that. Let's just wait ten years until it'll be Christian Bale in the eventual reboot. Okay, all right. Anyway, so they said Chris Pine, and then um, on Brian Michael Bendis's uh, 
the Twitter feed, which is odd because Facebook and Twitter seem to have gone. Are you Twittering? No, Gary? I'm not. But I'm seeing their. their yeah, but, people are there. But Bendis is updating his status by Twittery. By Twittering, and so Bendis put it, he had seen Star Trek and was like, you know, and Chris Pine was great, and then somebody wrote in, well, well, would he make a good Captain America? I'm like, oh my, yeah, he might make a good Steve Rogers, and then somebody, well, would he make a good Wonder Woman? So, you know, they weren't <laughs> taking it entirely seriously, but but Bendis wrote, you know, he's good enough, he could he could master that role too. But the truth of the matter, the rumor that has come out today is that Bradley Cooper is in talks to play Hal Jordan. And Bradley Cooper, Lon, you seem to have more familiarity with the with Bradley the actor. Bradley Cooper. Yes, um, Bradley Cooper. Probably got his biggest break playing the villain in Wedding Crashers. The Ah, yes. Okay. The bad boyfriend. To, he was just Jim Carrey's best friend in Yes Man. Right. He's been he, a lot of sidekicks and villains. And he's he did a, host SNL this he's season. He's a smug, so. snarky actor. He is kind of an... He comes off kind and, of pretentious. Oh, geez. Now, Goodson just shot him down by saying in that charming little Goodson pantomime, <laughs> that uh, that uh, Bradley Cooper is Goodson, in which case you, sir, are no Hal Jordan. True. I'm guessing, though... You're not even a Kyle Rayner. I'm Batman. You're not even a Gnort. Okay. I'm guessing, though, the hype, though, is all about... You're a Salak. The, the hype, I guess, is that he's getting a lot of buzz for this new movie called The Hangover. Yeah. Which, yes. apparently, they've already ordered a sequel for, and it hasn't even come out yet. They're that... Excited about it? But is that it? like the Vegas weekend thing? Yeah, is it? yeah. But you know, but that's a comedy, and that's the thing. Is like why right. you know? But they're thinking this is that's going to turn him into star material. So let's so. sign him up for Hal Jordan. No, I he's just, got whoever his PR people are. They are working good. him good. So, but he's in great shape. He could probably pull off the you know the look. <sighs> I don't like him. But the thing is though, how I find what, him unlike Hal Jordan is the cocky airline pilot who kind of had an attitude and was pretentious. Uh, Air Force pilot, but you know, test pilot. I said test pilot. <laughs> he said no, airline, airline pilot. pilot. Oh, I said airline pilot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so he, he landed it in the Hudson. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I don't, that guy was pretty butch. I don't think he's got the jaw for Hal. No, he's just, yeah, no, no, no. He was an alias for the longest time. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, right. Bradley was, Cooper. Nick, Nick Tuck and Nip Tuck. And the yeah. jaw. What is everybody about the jaw tonight? He doesn't have the jaw for the Dark Knight. He doesn't have but the you know jaw does? for Green Lantern. Rick Bretschneider does. I'm going to put Rick Bretschneider in the running to play. An old the Dark Knight Returns. Yes, <laughs> old. Yeah, okay. He's you got the job. He's for got it. the job for it. He does. It would stick out under the Good cowl. Lord. Yes. Anyway, so I'm not happy with that rumor, but that's just me. Um, it's it's painful as Keanu Reeves as Plastic Man, which I've heard floated again. Did so. you guys read that uh, Constantine Two is not dead? That it's still. I read that as well, and, and that hurt me really badly. You know what? What I thought was awesome as I was reading the comments on that article. It was I think it was on IO Nine. There was a lot of people who really liked Keanu, thought that that was a good role for him, wanted to see another. It was like, yes, that's exactly it. I loved him in that movie. I loved that movie. Make another one of those. Are you saying that? He's quoting. I am. I'm saying I enjoyed Keanu Reeves in at least one of his movies. I liked Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I like that. I'd like another Bill and Ted film. In at least three of his movies. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we move on? I don't know. I'm sorry. There were 20 years between them, so sometimes I forget. Okay. Well, we know uh, that one guy who's going to continue making comics-oriented films, uh, Hugh Jackman, who opened this week in a little something called X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, or everybody just called it Wolverine. Wolverine. Uh, it was so romantic. Um, anyway, uh, he's announced that he's going to be in a another comics-oriented project called Ghostopolis. 
which I believe is going to be published, hasn't been published by Scholastic yet, but it's about to come out from about a guy who has to, um, who's a, p- a private detective who who guides the spirits of the dead back into back into basically the ghost world if they accidentally get over here. Um, and of course, it's been announced that in the wake of the success of Wolverine, uh, he was going he's going to be a Wolverine two, which will cover Wolverine's years in Japan. Yeah. It's and going to be called Wolverine 2 Turning Japanese. Turning I Japanese, think absolutely. Yeah. And, I think so. And that uh, as a result of the success, they're also going to they're also actively developing a Deadpool film, which I guess doesn't really come as a surprise. Yeah, we all they knew, cast Ryan Reynolds. You knew that was the intent. That, yeah, the whole purpose of him being Deadpool was a sequ- or a spinoff. Movie, was a spinoff, but. and definitely that was it, the feeling of that film was. <clears throat> I like that as far as actors go, they're slowly working their way from like A list to B list to C list. <laughs> Who's going to be in the Deadpool spinoff? Which D list actor will be in that? Beak. What do you mean Who's working their way beak? down there? They've, beak. they've already done that with Electra and all the other crappy movies they put out. So. I, I know. Look at X3. I mean, Can I just say, though, that Hugh Jackman is immensely talented, so I would like to start a new segment here on the Family Planet oh, podcast. Oh, okay, go ahead. What is Hugh Jackman's career-ending secret? Let's all take our turns. His career-ending <clears throat> secret? What is his career-ending secret that he's hiding? Because he's clearly too good-looking, too talented. He okay, you know, so hosted the Oscars. So he's, he must. He's Wolverine. He's talking about his kids on The Daily Show. So he must have a career-ending secret. <clears throat> Lon? Seems right in your wheelhouse, my friend. No idea. No, I don't want to see. No. I don't see. No. See, here's the thing. Ambiguous genitalia. <laughs> oh, maybe that's it. He was. He, he he's hermaphrodite. Third nipple. Third nipple. Uh, career. No, ending, I mean, he's too many chest. Eighth nipple. There've been, <laughs> there've been, there've been too many chest feet. shots. No, it's true. You saw way too many. That's uh, yeah. Um, no, I don't want his career to mm. end. I mean, mm. yes, he is perfect. A series of gay porn films in the early seventies. Weird substance all over his hands. Ooh. Oh, okay, that was good. That was Grom Chinese. Yeah, he outside, he's got he a good that excuse for that. Okay. Um, he was covered in cement outside of your uh, hooker's out. grave. Let I might go for that <laughs> one. Calm down. Sorry. Let's put this in perspective. I'm really Because Lon, Rick, and myself all did see X-Men Origins Wolverine. Sharnold, this is for you. Way to flaunt it. No, we're not flaunting. This is not said with pride. You missed the part where Sharnold wrote in and asked what our opinions were. So now we're getting back to this. Whatever. And saying... That Hugh Jackman was very good in X Men Origins Wolverine. Unfortunately, <coughs> it's not a movie anywhere near worth his talent. Just as Van, I want to say Van Halen, Van, Van Helsing, Helsing was nowhere near worth his talent. Though I did love their first album. It was a shame they didn't. It was, it was great. <laughs> uh, might as well jump for the undead. Anyway, so what would you like to say about? Uh, Are we going to dis the yeah, Wolverine let's, discussion? Let's go into it. We okay, so this is the end of the pod- podcast, so we can pretty much say... Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert! Spoiler alert, yeah. Okay, well, I mean... We got pretty much to- anybody who was going to see it saw it this weekend, yeah. pretty much. So. Oh, well, maybe. You weren't going to see it. Eventually. Yeah, when it was on DVD. A little, a little thing called DVDs, my friend. Yeah. New technology. When I'm bored on a Saturday no, no, no. in the pharmacy. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, I thought it was craptastic. So. <laughs> so does that mean it was? I laughed, I cried, I cried. It was my crap, pants. but I enjoyed it. Is that? I thought it was terrible. I thought it was the worst superhero movie to come along since in a long time. Um, I actually had people like on Facebook writing, eh, "I saw Wolverine. It was almost as good as X Three, and I, that's when I kind of went, 
Credibility. Let's move the Golden Gate Bridge here. Right. Set the bar high. So anybody that was like comparing it to X three was just better than Superman four. Yeah. So it was just kind of bad. But it it had. I'll give them that. But not as good as three. I will actually give them. That. <laughs> All right. it, it had so many problems. It just it was. But you know, and I, I was talking to him a little bit I, I, with uh, Rick, rather a little bit to say. My, I think one of my problems with it is that plot wise, and I know you have problems with the plot is that it just proves how convoluted and stupid they've made the character in comics because they've included so much from the retconned background of Wolverine into this yeah. two two hour movie, and then thrown even in even more. Where you know we get the origin of Wolverine's jacket. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. I wish I was lying about that, but that was so. I can't. He takes it off Hal Jordan's corpse. I can't exaggerate him. how bad that 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 was. Right. So, but the plotting, I didn't have the. It's uh, handed down to him by an old man. Yes, Ooh. it's it's like it's like it's like he go he stops at the Monpa Kent's farm, and, exactly, and 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 then they get killed because 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 oh. unfortunately their son so was their in the clothes. DC universe. <laughs> 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 and so, um, so yeah, it was the scripting was so bad, the 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 dialogue was so lazily written and so contradictory, and that's yeah, that's there's two things. There really is in thirty seconds a villain says, "I didn't know." And then admits that he knew perfectly well, and then says again, "I didn't know." And Wolverine's so stupid he doesn't realize that the guy contradicted himself. And Striker says, "Striker towards the end says stuff about like I don't know who's killing them." Oh, he was, it's Sabretooth. He escaped, but <laughs> there he is. <laughs> you know? It's like, but I don't know. I didn't know he was going to do this. It was like, wait a minute. But you just said you didn't know at all. And wait, right. good lord, Logan, you're stupid. You deserve an adamantium bullet to the head. Uh, so. Well, I was going to say the two major. I mean, aside, okay, and the, and the fact I got to say this that that the adamantium bonding process was so painful they couldn't just capture him and make him undergo it. He had to volunteer. No, 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 no. They had for to, no discernible reason. They had to set up an op that took six years <laughs> to convince him that he was in love with a woman. <laughs> So that See, he would now it gets even worse. So that he would, why by himself, set himself down in the tank. <laughs> so it sounds like my way was so the they, right way. So they could inject him in the tear duct, so he could cry adamantium tears. Right. The other thing too was that process kind of took like not very long. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so you like, think bonding adamantium <laughs> to bone. It takes longer to get LASIK. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> A walkout procedure. Yeah. Well, this was too. Well, this it's was... a naked breakout procedure, is what it is. <laughs> you run, you jump. I mean, out five more minutes, they would have dismissed him with a lollipop. But then, when he first right. sees his claws out, and the CG is like they spent 140 million on this movie. Where? Yeah, I can't figure it out because the CG was so bad. And I'm not. When he first pops the well, adamantium like, claw, and he's looking in the bathroom. I swear, I thought one of the claws had Frank Sinatra's cartoon face and was going <laughs> to sing, "It's witchcraft." <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. I was waiting for Roger Rabbit to go, please, Logan. And so I, I had a lot of problems. Jeez. Yeah. And that's just the movie because, like, if you – What Tell I was going to say you, was Bob. the other problem – I mean, Did you say blob? No, that was great. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we can bash it all the, all the time. It might and be, we will. It, it might be, be fun. Here's an outtake. Say, here's, the next, here's the next banking episode. I think it might be, 15 minutes of just ripping on Wolverine. It might be fun to say some of the things we liked about it. I liked seeing pre-fat blob Fred Dukes, yeah, and and going, oh, finally figuring out who he is, 
And then having explained that he's now sensitive about his weight, and that scene mm-hmm. that scene worked for me. Really, I thought that the prosthetics were so bad it looked like that scene where they turned Bill Paxton into a pile of poo. Okay, in weird so we science. can talk about the special effects, <laughs> and they kept doing close up on. True, we couldn't actually afford realistic looking prosthetics right you know so it was right. just uh, they, made, they turned him into fat bastard from uh, yeah and gambit powers and gambit okay holy crap let's shoehorn gambit in and not actually hire an actor who can do a credible cajun accent now i find the cajun accent irritating to read in the comics anyway <laughs> yeah but at least it's defining characteristic and taylor kitsch well, they couldn't even try they didn't do his eyes either they did at one point when he charged up he charged oh, up he? the cards okay. his eyes turned red for a second oh, okay and then that was you know, i did like the card special but apparently also gambit is capable of spinning oh, his staff fast enough that it works as a helicopter <laughs> And he can gently lower himself to the ground. All right, you you just un-Netflix that movie. <laughs> I, I was with you up until there a Saturday. Oh. I'm watching, not really paid it. No, no, no. Now I'm out. I'm out. You know, another thing I realized about Gambit, too, is they introduced Gambit in Wolverine's past. Right. So if Gambit were ever to meet the X-Men in the future, in the, let's say our current timeline or whatever, he'd be an old man. Which, when they introduced Gambit, right? Because the, when, was the three, when was the Three Mile Island? Uh, seventy eight. Uh, seventy eight. So they established, by the way, that it is uh, Deadpool's fault that the greatest nuclear disaster in American history uh, occurred. So, um, yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, horrible film. Feel good. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. And top top movie of the of of the uh, weekend, of, last of course. Weekend. And met all their financial expectations. Despite these, piracy. Despite piracy. In your face, pirate naysayers. I believe Alon on the weekend, on Saturday when we had lunch, said, mm-hmm. uh, "You believe the conspiracy theory that Fox may have actually leaked that out because they knew it was such a." Sh- uh, <laughs> Please, for the children, a crap-tastic. bad movie, yeah. <laughs> crappy movie. That yeah, it was. I, I don't think if I don't think that piracy. Now I don't know, not having seen the pirated copy, if it was legitimately the same cut. Is that fair to say? I haven't seen. I didn't. No, see but, the I mean, but I mean, but I mean, we know that the rumor was that there oh. respect. That there were. Whoop. Someone had said. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, it was pretty much exactly the same film, except the special effects weren't done. So, okay, so I, I don't see where that that leak actually did any damage to. But the, to be clear, the conspiracy theory was that they leaked it so that they could blame it later. For yes, the bad after it sales. got bad, bad reviews. Yeah, or bad sales because bad reviews was given. Right. Yeah. So the bad sales, at least in the opening week, is sort of. St- Quash that argument right. for the people right. saying piracy is bad. It will be interesting to see this weekend, I suspect. Correct. I mean, there's no question that Star Trek's going to be number one. Is Wolverine going to hold to number two? And I think some of the things that... What are we putting it at, like uh, 20 million, 30 million? Maybe. What, what, some of the things like Lon and no, I No, 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 I want to bet. Oh, you want to <laughs> bet? <laughs> What's the over That Lon and I were talking about on the weekend about um, some of the... just. Filmmaking cliches, the you know oh, over God. the top shots of the, you know even to the point of the origin story of the little kid doing overhead shot with the claws going yes, ah! which happened at least three times. What about the point of his father looking like Hugh Jackman and having it not be Hugh Jackman? It's like they they spent all that time finding a father. Character. Yeah, casting was such great yeah. casting to make to, to find somebody right. look like Hugh Jackman. 
And then it's and not his really father his father actually looks anyway. like Sabretooth. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so many problems. So just things that didn't they weren't thinking in the front office correctly in the first place. But it'll be interesting. And the thing, though, I was saying about these filmmaking cliches is uh, I made the mistake. You know, this is I'm such a good English teacher that a student came up to me and said, did you see Wolverine, Mr. McCaw? And I said, oh, my God, what a piece of crap that was. And she went, I loved it. Now, to be fair, she likes Twilight. Uh, she's a Twihard. And, and I said, what? Let me do my. So I did my impersonation of just screaming from overhead shots and then running at Sabretooth a few times. They've never seen the overhead shot. Exactly. And that's the point. Because she says to me, but it's, it was so romantic. The actual inclusion of a love story in oh, a movie yeah. does not, by definition, therefore make it romantic. It is not math. Go watch The I, Princess Bride. I, I actually <laughs> yeah. have a theory that your students have meetings where they decide how they're going to mess with you. <laughs> oh, you my God. Go I, to I totally believe <laughs> 630 schoolgirls conspiring to drive Mr. Agenda two, Tuesday. What God, I wish I'd Tuesday? thought of that. Damn it. I could have organized that. Damn it. Curse my lack of ambition. Oh, jeez. This is badass. They had on Spirit Week, they had a Star Wars theme, and the cheerleaders dressed up as Enterprise crew members. <laughs> And when a teacher pointed out, you know you're dressed as Star Trek, they went, what's that? <laughs> okay, G.I. Joe. Pull it together. G.I. Joe Resolute. No, no, no. Lon's not paying attention. Move along. Uh, no, no, no. This is totally, this is Lon's section because I think you're going to want to He'll be back it. in like 60 pages. If we go to TV, would you like me to... No. G.I. Joe Resolute, which you, you wrote a review for both More on Life and Fanboy Planet talking about yeah. before it was finished... Right, or they hadn't shown all the all the right, webisodes, right. but you were very pra- you were praising this series, uh, and now you got to see on Adult Swim the complete product written by Warren Ellis. Uh-huh. What do you think? Because you are the GI Joe fan, you are the GI Joe expert. I but- thought it was probably the best episode of GI Joe they ever produced. So <laughs> it was realistic, uh, adult, you know, like themed, like mature. Uh, real violence, real death, uh, real gunfighting. So real um, consequence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, major characters did not make it till the end. Um, action packed. This is a lawn has seen review, not a yes. has. Okay. Yeah. Is it still available on the on the website? I think so. I think you can watch them all. Maybe for a limited time. They might but have taken they, it down. They added something for the movie. Over the showing on Adult Over Swim. The, I thought that's what they. No, what, what they added I, was. Uh, an hour of commercials, I think. So, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, because when it was actually Catch on, them all. when it was actually on Adult Swim on the TiVo, it was blocked for ninety minutes, and the actual episode is only sixty minutes or fifty minutes or something okay. like that. So, when you try to watch it on, well, I've got some was, questions for you about sure. it. Sure. So, like I said, I've never really been a, a big Joe. I haven't been Joe fan for a long time. It seemed to me like the story was actually trying to wrap up. All the GI Joe stuff, all the all the standard characters were in it. You had Destro, and you had like you mean from, the, from the original comics, from the original or? comics, and they all got caught or killed at the end. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an origin, with the exception of Cobra Commander, because they said they didn't, you know, they didn't find him at Ground right, Zero right. for the nuclear explosion, right? Well, I mean, they left a you know a couple alert. people's. Sorry, well, we did put a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, thanks. Now they did put, you know, I mean. 
in GI Joe, people have gotten captured and hurt and stuff before, and, and they, they get come back. back. Waterboarded. But, you know, there there were a couple of people in there. You know, weren't coming back. So, but, do you think this is from the standpoint that. of GI Joe? Is there a is there a real continuity in this, or can they then come up with well, another series that some of the characters that died in this one are back alive? Essentially, again? what this was for me was it was like a rebooting and a continuation at the same time. It was kind of like taking your characters, rebooting them, but having them follow similar storylines that people fans of the old show would actually now for would actually me, be able to understand question would be does this tie in transition to the film i don't think so this is actually i think i had read somewhere too to where this does kind of follow the old cartoon show let's say themes and characters and stuff like that it did not however it does not follow completely because you know, Cobra Commander isn't a giant snake <coughs> like he was in the movie. You know, so oh right, you said right. That it was something. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's kind of like a, a weak connection in a sense too. Though I think it has more to probably do with the comic reboot, and the comic reboot doesn't have anything to do with the movie. I don't think, but there were some subtle tie-ins. Like for example, they did have the Ripcord character, and I think he was black. And the reason I say I think is because the only time they showed him, he was under red parachuting light so it was hard to tell okay okay if he was or not but but so other than that transitioning into the idw series okay in a way yeah okay. so i mean but overall i mean just the bottom line was it was true to the characters the original characters um it it didn't insult any of the old fan base by switching anything too major and it just it gave what gi joe was all about which was a lot of action you know um you know the cool, different. You know, take over the world scenario, and then you know, and a how ticking would, clock. So, and how would you judge the animation? Uh, a little more anime than you know. Yeah, the I, usual. I was going to say it, it looked a lot like the Ghost in the Shell uh, TV series. Okay, very, very much that. That especially like the running scenes were very much because the same I'm kind I, of. I'm having a because it was designed originally as webisodes, right? Yeah, I mean, so for a web, and I'm having probably because let me trans, use this as a transition into an animated series that just started the Iron Man Armored Adventures or right. what do they call it. Which the animation on that is bugging the crap that, out of me. That I think is computer animated, like the old the Spider Man series that was on. <laughs> and MTV. that bugged the crap out of me right. too. The MTV sensation. That, I think I'm pretty sure that's at least computer assisted animation. As far well, as pretty much everything is nowadays, isn't it? I mean, not necessarily. Like the ghost, some the, more than others, yeah. I guess. You know, like I know, like. Futurama and Family Guy, they have a little bit of computer. Yeah, a little bit. They'll do stuff where if it's big ships moving around or something, they'll animate that in the computer. But for human form, they they aren't doing that with... with a lot, I, uh, but Spider Man is definitely. But doing Iron that. Man, Iron Man is doing that, and yeah. it's just it's. I, I okay, I, you yeah. watched you watched all I the watched I, all the episodes. I watched the first exactly episode. Why can't those about. Taiwanese work harder? No, it's the French. Oh, it's a Come French on. animated. Well, we series. should before French we talk animation? about we, before we talk about the animation style. That's not what bugs me the most about that show. Well, no, okay, the show bugs me the most about the show. But go ahead. Um, well, you got you've got an orphaned Tony, Tony young Stark. Tony, teen Tony. Teen Tony. teen Tony Stark with Teen Pepper, uh, yes. Well, she's hot. And, uh, teen, and teen Rhodey. Rhodey, um, and, and Tony Stark is living with Rhodey's mom. Yeah. I mean, not in the wrong way. She's yeah. just like along with Rhodey. She's ad- an adoptive mother. Um, and then you've got. Did you watch any of it, Lon? Oh no, because so you don't have any. And a teen Mandarin. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw the beginnings of that, and I just I couldn't sit through it any further. Yeah. I watched the first thirty minutes. So is it called Iron Man or Iron Team? It's called Iron Man. Young Justice. It's not even called Young Iron Man. It's called Iron Man. And then you got Obadiah Stane again. Iron this Man. guy who has arranged the death of Howard Stark <laughs> knows all the products, and then when an Iron Man shows up, is too stupid to figure out that that's, that, that it's like gee, based on designs we ourselves own. Um, who is this Iron Man fellow? And why does he talk so much like Tony Stark? I just don't get it. Although they did set why is he up holding a cocktail? in the most recent episode, they set up the idea that Rhodey can run the Iron Man suit remote, mm-hmm. and so it doesn't necessarily. He can, and they see pad- again, you are a glutton for punishment because, like I said, and maybe it's my friendship yes. with Michael Goodson. I've learned no. to just sort of go like thirty minutes and out. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Rick handed me a show. I don't even remember the name of it. I know which one it was. And, and told me to give it six episodes. It's like, I don't have six episodes. I've got three if you're lucky, and one if I've not, but got free time. Ironically, you have more free time than any of us. And not true. It is true. Raising two children? Uh-huh. But, you you know, you sit in a, you sit in a basement uh, on Saturdays and you... Work! I work there in the basement! I don't think so. Must we get off on a tangent about my life? Yes. I don't think so. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> anyway, I, I yeah, I, I don't know how you can keep doing that. I no, Rick. Rick loves the punishment. It was only talk three, about free time. Three half hour Rick, episodes. He's willing to give everything like twelve episodes. That's true. I have but, TiVo. I can skip through. But you know who's not willing to give everything twelve episodes? The Fox Network, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or the CW. Well, the CW has canceled uh, one of our favorites. They wouldn't even watch 12 episodes before they've aired to see if they're any good. They just look Reaper. at ratings. CW has canceled Reaper. So, Mom, would, like would you like to uh, deliver a eulogy? I'm for, bummed. For what may be. Would you, would you say that's your favorite show on television right now? No, now, but it's, it's a likable distraction. Did they get an ending? It's a likable fun. Uh, apparently, I, there, there are still like three episodes to be broadcast, and... It's possible that they that they ha- saw the writing on the wall well enough that they could have brought it to some sort of conclusion, but I don't know. I'll ta- I, I finally got around to seeing the Dead Like Me movie this weekend yeah. per uh, Rick's recommendation and thought, yeah, that, that show really could have ended where it ended. Yeah, you know, you didn't like it, the movie. It, it was okay. It was like a bloated episode of the show, but yeah. minus Mandy Patinkin, who and I really breaking, liked. And the thing about it is they broke all the rules. <laughs> right. They, they broke one of the very clear rules that was established over two seasons of that show. Right. But that's I, I like it when shows end. So even if you get two two seasons right. of Reaper, if they have enough time where they can wrap up a, mm-hmm. a suit of You feel like you're not cheated out I, of I don't feel like I wasted the last right. year and a half. It's sort of like one that is in limbo, but that ended we didn't get a chance to talk about. Are you? I can't remember. You don't watch Chuck, right? Uh, so Chuck had their season finale last week that could have served as a series finale in yep. a way. Yeah. It, it worked both ways. So if, if Chuck... And NBC is not announcing till I think in two weeks whether they're going to bring Chuck back or not. But we know it's going to if they do bring it back, it won't be on Monday nights because they mentioned they've got another companion series to go with Heroes. Okay. Um, but if they bring Chuck back, it, it's like there's an exciting new twist, status quo for it. Yeah. But if they don't bring it back, it's like yeah, that really is where it had to go. That is where it had to end. Yeah. So you know, and to go so. Um, do you, do you want to rave? I, I just you were excited it was, about it. It was just great. I couldn't the, for me, you could have ended it at the second of the last episode if you'd just taken the last scene out. True. And I would have been happy with that. 
this episode was like candy on top of that. I love that last that last line that Chuck gets to deliver, and I would have. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I will be very happy if they decide to go on with another season. The thing is, it's it's almost like it's got a perfect ending now. Kinda. And if they do go on ahead in the next because season, because it has matured the character with this new twist. Will it still work? See, I warn you against that feeling as, as someone who watched four seasons of Alias. And that show at the end of season four had a very natural ending to it. Yeah. And then they tacked on a scene to set up a fifth season. And the fifth season was terrible. Okay. And it sort of ruined the previous four seasons for me. So yeah. I, I really don't like that. Okay. There, I, there you go. So I, I don't have well, a we don't know. That, we so. don't know. Maybe we'll see. So be careful what you wish for. There, Absolutely. There's the moral like lesson. Dollhouse. Uh, you want to talk about? Did they show their last episode? Was that right? Not yet. Or not not yet. yet. the The last episode is the the uh, future Dollhouse episode. The one that's ball, the post apocalyptic. Felicia Day is in, and this one actually. Do you I, know I, Felicia Day? Uh, my friends do. Okay, so not not personally. I haven't met her now. Okay. So, so this episode sets up the next episode, which apparently will wrap the story and do the uh, what's really been going on with Echo, what's going on with Alpha, and um, and I should and mention then, then there's the, and, and let me mention at this point that if you are like Rick and are willing to get past those first six episodes uh, at San Diego Comic Con, there will be an exclusive. I don't think we had a chance to mention this. Uh, an exclusive DVD box set of Dollhouse that will be on sale at the, oh. uh, I guess, I guess the the Fox booth or I would assume more like Whedonopolis or Whedonverse dot com will have a presence there. But Joss Whedon is uh, is packaging it separately. Also, for- to people who may have not gone beyond, wasn't there a nod to the Angel universe this week? Wasn't I missed it. If there Wolfram was. and Hart. Oh, was there? I missed. Perhaps you. I've still got the episode. It. I need to go back and watch. Well, it. perhaps you hallucinated. No, no. Okay, well, that's see, my it. problem is I'm I'm working pretty hard right now, so I'm watching TV and I'm. Right. All right, so I, now I, it, release candidate seven's coming up fast. Now yeah. I'm gonna have to, uh, and I should also mention too at, at Comic Con, I just got an email uh, from Lana and myself, and just we had talked to Ray Griggs, the guy who directed Super Capers, and uh, that DVD release will actually be at Comic Con as well. So I just got an email from that. So Comic Con's got some got some DVD things going on that'd be cool. In addition to that, Zan and Jenna action figure set. <sighs> anyway, no, it's it's Beepo that you want. It's a, or Beepo? Wait, no, not Beepo. <laughs> the monkey. Herpo. Gleek. Gleek. Beepo. That's worse. Gritcho. There's a monkey somewhere named Beepo. Gritcho. <laughs> Lano. Beepo, Herpo, and Gritcho. Oh dear yeah. lord. Anyway, so that wraps up our TV stuff. I want to mention. Um, because of course, if you the way to really say farewell to Star Trek, the old continuity is with this new Star Trek Monopoly Continuum Edition. He's holding it up for the podcast. I'm everybody. holding it up for the other guys to wow. see. Wow! Yes. Let's see what what. Uh, well, what, I'm going to say what the pieces are. It's okay, can, except can for we, what planets can we land on? You've got the you've got the Mr. Monopoly guy above the Monopoly board. He's mm-hmm. so Star Trek. The Boardwalk Planet. Yeah. And it's got this new speed play thing where they've got a special die that can move things along. Because, you know, if you play Monopoly, the problem with Monopoly is you usually don't have a lot of time to play it. And it takes a lot of time. So it's a long game. So now they've yeah. taken the short game. But the uh, pewter tokens, you've got a captain's chair, a communicator, a Klingon blood wine goblet, 
a shuttlecraft, a Vulcan harp, and an f- old-school phaser. I'm pretty excited. That's pretty And cool. you get a board that... I actually- call phaser! Okay, you can have that. And it's got a board that uh, that includes uh, the pictures of all the captains from the TV shows. Um, so... What do they have? Even the chick? What do they have for the railroads? For the railroads, uh, it looks like... Uh, let's see... Uh, 32, how it does, it's not telling me. 16 sensory. Oh, they don't have a picture of the board? They're there? starships. They're starships. Oh, They're okay. specific yeah, starships. starships. So, and then, uh, looks like there's, you know, all kinds of fun stuff there. Um, so we have one copy to play and we have one copy to give away. So, uh, we could either, uh, Oh, it's got Sp- Scott Bakula on it. No thanks. It, <laughs> Take it back. He's what, he's what totally made Chuck. Um, so we'll have a copy to give away at uh, Baycon and working on some more prizes for uh, for Baycon as well. So if you come to uh, on Memorial Day weekend to that to attend the live uh, Fanboy Planet podcast, we'll figure out some uh, ways and means of making it a legitimate challenge, not just, you showed up, here's a board game. Yeah, we'll have more details on Baycon as we get closer to it. Yeah, that's going to be, but that's, I'm sure, going to be the grand prize. That's the biggest of the things that I've been able to uh, to work on getting for that. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here you go. So it's big, huh? We got SuperCon in a week. And that's it for me. If you've got questions, comments, complaints, commentary, please write in editor at fanboyplanet.com. You love Lon's expertise on, what was that Charnold like? Um, Saran Ramp. Saran Ramp. Uh, so mm-hmm. you like that? Then please write in. And uh, so until then, I'm Derek McCaw, editor in chief of fanboyplanet.com. Hi, Michael Goodson. Lon Lopez. And Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers only for good. Yeah. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Lukeski at www.lukeski.com. They kept Wolverine's head alive. So he, his head got caught off, caught, cut off his body, and they kept it alive with... Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if I wanted to Didn't talk we about. have this discussion over lunch? Remember that was my storyline I was going to yes. push? yeah. And then I, I'm sure that everyone's tired of me hawking Unknown Soldier, but issue seven was really good. I'm not tired of it, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because I haven't read it yet, and I voted for Josh in my first Eisner's. Okay. so Wait, you voted on a book you didn't even read? Exactly. I read the first two issues of Unknown Soldier, and I okay. agreed that it was the best new series. Okay. Most important. I just haven't gotten around to... And seven is a great place to jump on. Well, then let's talk about it. Let us know. We have a let lot. us let Josh Dysart know. We love him. When are you gonna, you gonna end with a Star Trek board game Monopoly? Good. Sure. Because that's games. We usually end with your own. Sure. All right. Check and our I'm levels. On, and let's do I'm this. working on more prizes for Bacon. Excellent. Okay, Derek, you are on one. Let us hear your voice. I'm on one. And I am very happy to be here. It is so nice to actually get to start a little earlier tonight. Maybe okay. end dinner a little earlier. We're good. Okay. That, that way we'll be able to digest a little Michael, earlier. Michael, you're on too. Your gain's all the way down. Uh, <laughs> uh, nice. Lon? Yes, I would definitely maybe like to get dinner a little earlier. 
So that way I don't have um, bad heartburn keeping me up late at night. Excellent. Okay. okay. And mm-hmm. Mine are pretty much unchanged from last time. Well, you're, the, you're the Rickmeister. The you are the Rickmeister. He sounds a lot warmer than I am. Is that is there something you Rick did to him? is warmer. Oh, me? I'm warmer than you. I just yes. am warmer. I was in the – I did an intro for the outtakes while I had a cold. I sounded awesome. Mm. Were you sexy? I was sexy. You were sexy. Did Debbie make note of it? Debbie was making note of it and my four days' worth of beard growth at the time. It was like kind of like this come on, go away thing. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. As I call it every week. I'm back. Okay. We're ready to go. It's the human beatbox. You want to start off that way? No. Come on. All right. Let's do this. And you know what else is on my wall in my office? What? An autographed picture of me that says, I love you, Come on, you bastard. (laughs) Come on, you bastard? What? Me, Michael Goodson. Oh, shit. (laughs) Let's try that again. He doesn't have to talk. It's all right. Just, just make him. Just, just take him out. Can I, can I have that intro? Again? Yes. And come on, you bastard! <laughs> I was talking about the wall. I, I see. Just supposed dead, to say, dead, Michael. Dead, yeah. dead, 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 dead microphone. Should be check your headphones. Yeah, because you're coming through. Yeah, yeah. We. Oh, hello. Oh, there you go. Hi, I'm Michael Goodson. Well, there you go. Anyway, yeah. So, well, what's on? What else is on your wall? So, uh, so it was absolutely. Well, you know, the trick to that is just buy a large tub of popcorn and put it in your lap, and then you cut a hole in the bottom, and then what you do. How does that get the movie free? Never mind. <laughs> Waiter, there's a. He has to invite the manager to sit with him. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You're supposed to cut me off anyway. I, <laughs> so sometimes I'd like to just let you go. Okay. Enough rope to hang yourself. Mm. Uh, so Make sure you get butter. Shall we talk some? Uh... Like I'm surfing at the speed of light. Poor, poor. The internet is for poor. Trekkie. The internet is for poor. What are you doing? Why you think the net was born? Porn, porn, porn. Trekkie. Hello, Kid Monster.